Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling Podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten, and as usual, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? JJ. Um, JJ, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. JJ. I'm good, thank you. I've just about recovered from last week's podcast episode where a nice person left a comment saying that I look like an arrogant bell with a UFO on his head. So just about recovered from that. Thanks for that comment. How are you, Jacob? Um, I mean, compared to that, I'm top of the shop. Uh, <laughs> an arrogant bell with a UFO on his head. Quick to point out Sorry, that um, Jacob was very quick to say that it was definitely me that he was talking about. Oh, yeah, of course it was, yeah. But I'm still unsure, so get back in touch and let me know that <laughs> you don't it know was actually Jacob. Of course it was you. <laughs> anyway, moving well, on. We're gonna, uh, we're going to slip and slide as we fall in love and straight into our first game of our first Premier League season in 23 years away at St. James's Park and Newcastle United. Um, nice. I think I can describe this game for most Forest fans in three words. Short, sharp, shock. Um, we found out pretty quickly, in my opinion, that um, despite kind of past woes and past troubles and past tribulations that Newcastle United are actually a pretty decent Premier League team now, and um, you know we're not in, we're not in Kansas anymore type thing. Um, you know I, I think it's it's very it's very easy to jump straight onto a crikey O'Reilly. We'll go. You know this. You know this is going to be a long season. We're going down, but you know we've still got thirty seven games left. This is a team that I I think will do if they can keep their first team fit and in the absence of any European competition. Um, I think they'll do pretty. Well, I think they'll be kind of the surprise, non-surprise package of the season, and I don't know. It's easy to sit here and say that following following a two-nil loss, but yeah, it's um, a bit of a bit of a surprise at how we played, but not a surprising result, I suppose. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think I expected us to have a bit of a better start. I thought we'd give them a bit more of a go. Maybe we could have nicked it. It was quite evident, pretty early doors that that wasn't going to be the case so that was a bit of a shock in that respect however I think there were positives to take from it I think Dean Henderson had a, a good game Nico Williams yep. looked good uh, yep. we know areas where we're going to need to improve tactically going forward so it the, the Forest timeline particularly on Twitter it with, since Saturday has been very 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 negative I don't think it's a time flat. It's literally one game. So I think we need to focus ourselves on still being positive. I still think we'll be the 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 shock team that does something and doesn't go straight back down as it stands. Mm. You know, 10 games, 15 games in, that opinion might change, yep. but I can't change that based off one game. So I think there's plenty to still be positive about. It looks like our business isn't done either. So we're still looking to strengthen. Um, yep. It's going to take time for them to gel. We just got outclassed. It was a shock. I really didn't think it would be quite as bad as it was, but back down to earth, let's still keep positive for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of wipe your mouth and move on situation, is it really? Um, I just, I think going back to, I was kind of surprised. I was surprised we didn't have more moxie, um, particularly when Good we had words. the ball. I was expecting, <laughs> thank you. I was expecting um, us to be kind of on the back foot um, you know, we, we've done it in the past, you know, teams like the ball, let's give them the ball, we'll, we'll break on them. I'm just expecting a bit more oomph 
when we went forward, which was which was kind of lacking, um, which was a shame, obviously. But yeah, um, very much a wipe your mouth and move on. It's not the it's nowhere near the end of the world type thing. Yeah, um, a, kind of a, a question for anyone listening as well. I'm really interested to to hear where Newcastle people think Newcastle will finish come the end of the season. Um, I, I think they may be. I think some teams in that top six or seven might struggle and Newcastle could slide in there. That's my prediction. I think they could be a surprise package. No, no European competition, a really good squad, a really good manager. Obviously a big fan base, packed out stadium every week. They could, uh, that home form carrying on, they could really, um, really do something this season, I imagine. Yeah, wouldn't mind seeing that either. We uh, did do a bit of a live episode on Sunday talking about the Newcastle game so check it out on our YouTube channel Um, we might have treaded over some of the same points that we spoke about here but there also might be some new things that we haven't discussed but I think for those listening that haven't watched that episode get yourself over and watch that Um, I think if we're talking about potential negatives I think O'Brien and Colback for me is something that we need to improve going into the next game Uh, potentially looking at introducing Mangala for me who looked quite good but All in all, Newcastle, lessons learned. It's not going to be easy. Going to have to get used to not winning every game after a season of great runs and wins from everywhere. So it just is what it is in Love Island terms. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> I remember when that was Tony Soprano terms, but anyway. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk West Ham now. We are going to have a very special guest on later on. Um, I'm going to have a chat with, uh, I will have had a chat with my friend Hamish Hughes, who's a West Ham fan, and just kind of talk to him about all things West Ham. But for me, going into this game, they need to kind of put, <clears throat> sorry, need to put last Saturday out of their heads. Um, I mean, really, really, really intrigued to see what team Cooper picks. Yeah. Um, maybe we can hash out our team as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it, I watched them against Man City on Sunday. Um, I was kind of surprised that they they possibly quite a similar performance to us. Um, I was expecting a bit more moxie from them, a bit more oomph, twice a more drive. Game. He loves um, it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't broke. Um, but yeah, I was just expecting a little bit more something from them. Um, obviously, we always expect City to dominate in that kind of position against a, a team like that but yeah just a bit a bit more you know the, the second last game is the season of last season they kind of got a two all draw just a just a bit more fight maybe so maybe it bodes well for us on Sunday but maybe both teams will, will be wanting to kind of kick back and kick on so it's just yeah. interesting what, what what do you think about West Ham? All, all signs all roads point to a, an interesting game uh, both teams lost mm. their opening fixture both teams under the cosh for the 90% of the game it's not going to be the same game that Newcastle was for Forest. It's at home. It's at the city ground. The atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. I think a lot of West Ham fans probably wouldn't want to be the first team to visit the city ground because the occasion is it's going to be such a big occasion that you, you would imagine the atmosphere would be great. So I think it could be quite a tough place for West Ham to visit if we get it right, but we've got to get it right. So it all signs point to it being quite an entertaining fixture. Both teams are going to hopefully go for it with a really good atmosphere to hand. So I I suspect it'll be an entertaining watch. And we are actually going as well, aren't we, Jake? We are actually going. Yeah, we're sitting up at Bridgeford. 
I will uh, most likely be in poets from half past eleven. So bring it on! I can't. I, I, cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to just a, a city ground match day again. Loads of beers beforehand, um, and just watching Forest play Premier League football at the city ground. What more could you ask for? What would yeah, be absolutely. your initial thoughts, score prediction wise? Do you think we can grab three points here? Do you think it's going to be a much more difficult task? What's your initial thoughts on that? Um, I'm going for a one nil snatch. I'm going for us to to snatch a one nil. When I say snatch, I don't necessarily mean kind of last minute. I mean a uh, maybe a bit more, bit closer possession wise, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it will be a, a closely fought contest. And um, yeah, I, I got us down. Maybe well, I'm hoping for a Jesse Lingard winner. That would be that would be on the cake. That would be ideal. I think it's it's still going to be tough, despite me just saying it's going to be a different game and plays into Forest Towns with the atmosphere. West Ham do have a very good squad. They just finished in Europe twice in a row. Is that right? For the first time in however many years. So they've still yeah. got a very good squad. It is still going to be very difficult. However, being at home, we've always got a chance. So I'm also going to go for 1-0. But I think it is going to be quite a, a tough game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, we're going to drop into me and my good friend Hamish Hughes, who's a West Ham fan, talking all about West Ham versus Forest. Ding! Welcome, Hammer. How are you? Yeah, good, man. All good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Big fan of the podcast, mate. mate so it's good yeah. to be here. There we go. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Tick number one off. There you go. Yeah, man. Um, so I suppose we'll, we'll jump straight in. Um, obviously, a lifelong West Ham fan like yourself, you've you've suffered probably not as much as the. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, probably not suffered as much as the standard Forest fan. But uh, how's life now as a Hammers fan? To be honest, it's, it's been the best side we've had since I've been a West Ham fan, which admittedly isn't saying a great deal. But um, yeah, no, the way that Moyes, you know, he took over when we were second bottom after the disaster that was Pellegrini, and since then it's just been upward momentum. So yeah, the last two years we've got a really good team together now. Um, but yeah, before that, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of of the players you've signed this summer, yeah. is there anyone hands out for you or is there anyone that you'd, you'd still like to bring in as well? Well, signings-wise, Gamaka hopefully is going to be that number nine we've needed for years because obviously Forest yeah. fans will know Antonio is more of a wide player. He's been converted yeah. as a striker the last two years and he has been really good up front but you just can't rely on him week in week out with his his injuries and just really inconsistent <laughs> so Skamaka's the one that we're hoping will, yeah. will be but I, was read, I was reading today that I was reading today that Kostic is um, is yeah. out isn't he he's going he's going somewhere for 15 million I didn't realise you'd spent 30 million on him I'd literally is it, no not yeah. Kostic uh, Vlasic sorry Classic. Yeah, again, he's another one that just it hasn't happened for him. I was sort of thinking it may be second season, might see the best of him, but he didn't really get much of a chance last season. And it's one of those, it's a bit of a catch-22, is it? Like, is he not playing well because he's not getting the chances or is he not getting the chances because yeah. he's just not good enough? And it's one of those, really, that whenever he played, he never really delivered. I mean, he didn't really ever get a run in the team, but... Yeah, I don't think we can have too many complaints if he goes. I don't think we'd miss him that much. No. So no I, 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 can't, 
Yeah, I can't remember where he was going, but I do remember no. it was about 15 million. So I suppose yeah, so it's, it's, not yeah, great it's a huge loss after one season, yeah. but it's it's not the worst of anything that's happened like that, is it? So No, we got a um, We signed Halle for 50 million and then sold him for 20 million two years later. So uh, And then he's gone back to Dortmund, then yeah, he's for like yeah. 50 million. So. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's what it is. Yeah, so I suppose outside of those new signings then, and out, well, obviously we've already discussed Antonio, Who who's the danger player for you? Who, who Who's going to come to the city ground and from a, mess our Sunday afternoon yeah. up? Yeah. From a West Ham perspective, I look at the Forest team, I think Dan, your left-hand side, our right-hand side, yeah. I think Bowen could definitely get at Toffolo. Yeah. I think that's one area where we're looking at. Uh, and then obviously Declan Rice. He's an outstanding yeah. midfielder. I'd probably say he'd improve any team in the Premier League bar Man City. I think he probably gets in any team. I rate him that highly. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah. yeah, Rice and Bowen are our two standout players. Uh, Zoom has been immense since he's come in as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say Bowen's our danger man for sure. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's got a great chance of going to the World Cup in the winter. So, yeah, yeah. them two, yeah. Rice and Bowen, are our, I'd say they're our standout players. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hard to disagree with that. I think you're right about Bowen, though. I think he could be a could be a bad afternoon for um, for Toffoli. Yeah, and with the way that Forrest set up with the three at the back and the wing backs, he can get exposed in that area. So I think that's. I think Moyes will definitely be looking to get. I think it. we saw. I think we saw a bit of that against Newcastle. Yeah. With on the other side with Sam Maximam getting inside yeah. Nico Williams and onto Joe Worrell, who, yeah. as much as I love Joe Worrell, he's not the fastest human being on earth. No, it was sort of in like the first few minutes where Worrell probably could have got there before Sam Maximam, and he sort of didn't quite go out to it. And it was almost sort of like a, you know, right, we're in the Premier League now kind of thing. We're not used to yeah. up against this. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be an interesting game Sunday though because both teams had pretty poor results at the weekend and more the performances yeah. I think were the worry as well. <laughs> I think I looked at yeah. the stats just before I came on and I think we had one shot on target between us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, not a great deal was... to take from the weekend. But uh, no, I, I, me and me and JJ were just talking before this and I was saying you know I think different ends of the spectrum but I think your performance against City was very similar to our performance against Newcastle in that yeah. the result isn't a surprise but it's kind of the the lack of oomph the lack yeah, of uh, any kind of driving you know just no. never did anything all game yeah. you know and you always just think in any game you're going to have like a 5-10 minute period where you create a few chances get a few yeah. corners put a bit of pressure on but it just never happened you know the yeah. only thing I'm taking from it is we've probably got our hardest game of the season uh, but yeah it wasn't a great start at all just absolutely nothing good came from that really I mean the fact that it was only yeah. two probably the only good thing yeah. it's not too bad on the goal difference no exactly because <laughs> it could have been four or five really easily yeah yeah absolutely and I suppose like final thing then I've making the bold prediction of 1-0 Forest on Sunday I think it'll yeah. be a bit more 50-50 than our matches the matches last weekend I think it'll be a bit cagey given last weekend um, but I, I think it'll be a, a kind of not necessarily a snatch and grab but a kind of a, we'll claw a 1-0 out of you type thing what what, what do you think yeah happen? yeah well I think before the weekend I was quite nervous about because I always think playing a newly promoted side right at the start of the season is always a bit yeah. of a nightmare like you see it with Fulham against Liverpool 
and the atmosphere and Bournemouth Villa as yeah, well. Yeah, and the atmosphere on Sunday is just going to be absolutely incredible. But yeah. I think really, from a West Ham perspective, it's a game we want to be winning. Really, no disrespect, but you know, a newly promoted yeah, team, yeah, we yeah. want to be going for sort of top six, seven again, like we have the last couple of years. But yeah, I think. I think probably just nearly one, but I do think it'll be a really close game. Uh, I think both teams will be a lot more open than what they were in the first two games as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just hoping Lingard doesn't score because I think uh, it's nailed on that he's going to get the winner like he did for United last season. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. The Lingard factor ahead of the games. All the big talk. Uh, Interesting game. But yeah, I'll go with a 2 1 West Ham win. I think we'll just nick it. But I think it'll be really close. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining us, mate. No, um, we'll hopefully have you on uh, for the return leg as well later on in the season. Yeah. And uh, great to be on, mate. Oh, I love the podcast as well, mate. So yeah, keep it up, man. Cheers, my mate. Thank you very much. Nice. And uh, all the best for your Premier League season. Yeah, you too, man. You too. See you soon, bro. <laughs> now we're going to fly into some any other business, some AOB. Um, now I'm looking at our list we've got here. We're looking at um, Moreno from Real Batista, left back. We look to have agreed a fee um, for for this guy, um, and then he's actually decided that he wants to stay in in um, Seville. So didn't uh, fancy it. I mean, it's a, it's a weird. If I you know I'm looking at that from this from the I hope hopefully from the inside looking in type thing, and I'm thinking if I'm a left back who's being approached now to join Forest, where am I going to sit in this? In this number of, so if you say we've got Omar Richards, who's clearly the first choice, you've got Toflo, who's clearly the backup in case we go down, and then we've got this this third one that's looking to come in. Where where am I going to sit when everyone's fit? That's that's my question because, mm. and you know maybe that's the same question he's asked. Do I want to leave a gorgeous hot city in Spain? I'm not saying that Nottingham's not not gorgeous. I love I love this town, but um, this city. But yeah, it's uh, you know, to sit on the bench in a f- foreign country is maybe not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, I think he'd come in his first choice. He looks like he had oh, yeah. real quality. Uh, Omar Richards possibly could be out for longer than they suspect. It's hard I to think tell so. with that. Uh, if we're looking, if we're already looking for an, if we're looking for a number two uh, for yeah. a backup or a first-teamer, then I would suggest that Omar Richards, his leg is a bit more fractured than we've been led to believe. Yeah, I think it's a position we definitely do need to look at because he might change opinion, he might grow into it a bit more, but Toffolo certainly looked like a backup option on Saturday. He looked quite out of his, out of his depth. Um, he might grow into it, he might become a really useful asset to us, and when Omar Richards comes back, you know, he might be fighting for that mm-hmm. starting spot. We don't know. But as it stands, based on what we've seen, um, I think we it's an area that we could do to strengthen and improve on. It's worth having backup anyway. Still not sure Colback is the right backup for that um, in the Prem. So it makes sense. Maybe, I don't know what went wrong and why he decided to sort of stay at Batiste, even though he'd agreed a deal, apparently. Yeah. Maybe he saw that corner routine at Newcastle and decided not to join. <laughs> um, but just a bit of a bit of a strange one, really. It seemed like quite a few people were quite excited about him coming in as a really positive addition to the squad. So not too sure what, what went on there. Sounds like we could have done to use him, but I just there's the links to the Emerson 
guy that was at Chelsea that was at, at loan. I think Emerson it was Almieri. I think he was at Leon last season. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him, but the Forest timeline seems to suggest they want nothing to do with him. So, um, don't know why. Uh, I don't yeah, think. I mean, him not being good enough for Chelsea is one thing, isn't it? But if he went on loan to Leon last season, I think Leon are probably a little bit above that level, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. I think that's you know. Uh, same similar with Angelino. I think if we if we got I could have got Angelino on loan to to Christmas that kind of thing. I think that's that's what I'm more looking at. I think yeah. signing another left back for kind of tenish million. That's just that means we've been twenty five million on left backs, and one of them we're saying is not good enough in Toffler. That's why we need a backup type thing. So I think some kind of someone like Emerson on loan. I would have loved Angelino, but someone like that I think would have been, is is the right call. Yeah. I wonder how many left backs we could be linked to by the end of the season. Is yeah. maybe, maybe we'll buy Iano back. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll buy Iano back. Right, yeah. bring back Yuri Ribeiro. That's what we're saying. I imagine bring back that. our I think Portuguese he's still playing prince. In Poland, he? Are you playing in Poland now? Not sure. I have no idea hmm. if he's if he's done anything, but yeah, Yuri yeah. Ribeiro is the answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we've got here the, the Morgan Gibbs White saga rages on. Um, we're talking 40 million now, uh, including add-ons, um, with the Donna Piraeus apparently getting involved personally, uh, Mr. Marinakas. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I want him. Do I want to spend that much money on him? Is it my money though? So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I'll take it. Do you think there's a price at what point, like at what price should Forrest walk away? I know it's not your money for me. you know, he's worth a lot. At what price do you think Maranakis walks away? I think anything above this now. I think if it takes any longer to get to get over the line, I think it's done. I don't, I don't yeah. you know. The, I think the the one where it was, I think it was 25, with add-ons taking it to 30. I think I feel like that's the last one, the solid one I heard. That was a fair yeah. price, maybe. There was a 25 million one with 17 in add-ons, which is Jesus huge. Lordy, mate. But the add-ons must have been like unachievable. Oh, is that the one where I, I think I've heard that a lot of those add-ons weren't realistic? Maybe like you know, anyone who's played football manager will know, like set to like I don't know, hundred caps for England, or mm. I don't know, he scores a, a thousand goals with his head or something. You know that kind of thing. I wonder. I he yeah. it's definitely <clears throat> Cooper's like main target, and I think it shows really good yeah. intent from Maranakis that he's willing to back him and give it a really good go. I think that's a really yeah. positive sign. I do really want him. Have a feeling it's still going to drag on. Possibly a deadline day situation, which is a shame because we could do to get him in now and integrate him now. Yeah, I don't really know why Wolves aren't accepting the bid. You know, if he doesn't they don't sign, want to sign new, him? but if he doesn't sign a new contract, they're going to get less. This is the best money they can get from him if he doesn't sign a new contract. Yeah. So yeah cash in uh, he hasn't really kicked a ball for Wolves really the fans aren't that married to him in fact I've seen his partner on Twitter has liked a lot of posts she might have unliked them since but I did check it out she likes a lot of Twitter posts of Wolves fans saying this place is toxic gives what it needs to go just doesn't seem like a good fit from there so I think Forrest is his new home with a manager that he knows that clearly wants him one of our sort of main players so yeah if if Gibbs White does come in I will be ecstatic hopefully from the last few episodes you can get the impression that we bloody love him so yeah <laughs> absolutely just get it sorted and then there's and then there's Cheku Kawate on a free who 
I th- I'm going to guess on top of my head he was last at Crystal Palace. I think so, um, yeah. yeah. he another kind of rangy midfielder. Uh, I don't don't know who, who what the deal is with this. I don't know what we're thinking. Um, off the top of my head, I think he can play centre-back as well. So whether it's a kind of he can play midfield and, and centre-back, that's kind of giving him range, shall we say. But uh, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a, not necessarily an odd one, but kind of a, I don't really know what what, what what we're getting at with that one. Not, yeah, don't know too much about him to suggest whether it's a good or bad thing. If the recruitment team think it is, it's free and it's risk-free really anyway. So sure, why not? We need yeah. strengthening in that department. There was that other uh, centre mid who I forget the name of, um, who people were really excited about that seems to have gone dead a bit. He wanted to go to Batiste, as his primary focus, Jacob, try and remember his name. Well, you know about William Carvalho from Batiste? Not him. Uh, Freuler, well, that's, that's Freuler is it? Oh, um, the one from Atalanta? Yeah. Remo Freuler? Sure, that guy. Yeah. There's him as well, yeah. but that He'd seems to have gone, have gone yeah. down. So who knows? We need strengthening it. Just make sure it's the right person. Um, one thing I forgot cool. to add to any other business... On. We're looking to uh, rip up and terminate the contract of Harry Arter. Yeah, I read that article on The Athletic earlier where the issue with that is being that because we got promoted, he's actually an automatic one-year extension <laughs> yeah. and an automatic pay rise. <laughs> Ridiculous. So he's now on even more money for an even longer amount of time. So I imagine we're going to have to sign off a huge check for that geezer. Yeah, just one of the last remnants of bad business from, from Forrest that. I think a bit of a yeah. clanger. I, <clears throat> I'm guessing that he was already on 25. His pay rise was probably 10%. So if he's on 27 and a half for another two seasons, oh, you know, you're looking at three thick end of three million pounds there. So yeah, we have to write him a check somewhere somewhere between that and two and three. I think so. Yeah, get that yeah, terminated. You know, anything less than what we'd have to pay him in wages is a win for me because he's never going to play. So just pay him, get him gone. Yeah. But, you know, I guess, you know, he signed the contract as well as us. So he's well within his rights to yeah. set it out like Jack Rowell did at uh, Sunderland. Exactly. Cool. Well, that's it for this episode of the Miss Rolling Podcast. Um, if you're listening for the first time, hello. Great to meet you. Nice to see you. And if you're listening again, thank you. We love you more than you will ever know. You Reds. You Reds. Thank mm-hmm. you.